0: Hey everyone, uh, Lily here with a little bit of a beginning blurb to start this episode off. Uh, In the very first three and a half minutes or so of this episode, uh, something messed up with my recording software and uh my voice is extremely robotic and low quality for some reason after like an hour of troubleshooting i couldn't figure out what the problem was uh so i just decided to leave this little message for to explain the, pro- the problem and you know to to prevent anyone from from clicking off after the first i don't know 30 seconds of listening to my horribly sounding voice so if you're listening to this episode don't worry about the weird sounding voice in the beginning that will get cleared up very soon and uh enjoy the rest of the episode and welcome back. Welcome back to episode 40 and episode 41 of Extreme Evo cast and all-purpose Pokemon Podcast, where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. Uh, judging by the fact that my voice just sort of died there, uh, you can probably tell that uh, maybe I'm a little bit stuffy. Uh, the reason for that is because I just got home from a friend's house where uh, we were, you know we were hanging out all day doing some fun stuff, doing some homework. Uh just having a nice a nice, you know, friend day. Uh but they have a cat, and I am pretty badly allergic to cats. Uh so I, I had to wait a little bit longer to do this episode of EvoCast tonight, uh, because I didn't want my voice to be extremely sniffly while I was doing it. So I had you know, I had to sort of wait for the allergies to die down. Uh, but you might hear a little bit of it in my voice. You might hear some sniffling every so often, so I hope you don't mind that. Uh, this episode has been a long time coming. Way too long, <laughs> uh, actually. If you listen to last, or if you are keeping up with this episode, you will know that uh, I, with this podcast, I mean, sorry, not this episode, uh, you will know that I did not release an episode last week, or last two weeks, last month, or, you know, last time I was supposed to upload an episode. Um, that was because mostly, uh, and uh, this is going to sound kind of stupid uh, for like, you know, a Pokemon podcast, but I did not have anything to talk about. I, listen, I sat there for three, four hours, you know, taking down notes, doing some research into some things, and I just could not come up with anything to talk about. <laughs> uh and I this doesn't happen very often. Uh I, the only other time where I can really recall is when I actually talked about the fact that nothing was going on so I couldn't talk about anything uh like a few episodes ago actually. And you know, okay, it was sort of grouped in with the fact that there was no news. And you know, that that's that's uh, that's a lie. There wasn't no news, but like There was almost nothing going on in the Pokemon community or anything that was being released or any, you know, no games are really getting that huge of an update and like... After I had already compiled all of the news and the notes together and and struggling to think of something like a topic to talk about, I'm like, oh, I'll just do another type review. But I just did a type review, and I don't want to do one right after the other. I want to keep things a little bit more refreshed. And also because of the fact that school has been pretty busy for me recently, Um, you know, just... I, you know, college, is, <laughs> college is, is stressful, college is a lot on me right now, I have a lot going on, so I didn't really have a lot of free time to sort of brew a topic, you know, in my mind for a couple days, and it, it all felt really last minute, it all felt really rushed, and, and like I was pulling at strings, trying to get something to come up, uh, but I just could not. And so because of that, I uh, did not release an episode last epi- last time, just because I, you know, I didn't want to put an episode that was that was half done. I didn't want to put an episode that didn't have the same passion that every other EvoCast episode has. Uh, so I just thought, you know what. Uh, I'll make a tweet. I will let everybody know that there will not be an episode this uh, this week, or there will not be an episode tomorrow, because it was Tuesday night when I usually record this podcast, and I was like, I felt a little, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I felt a little bad about it, uh, but now that I've sort of had some time to think about it, sort of, you know, after planning this episode, I'm very glad that I did, because honestly, even then, there's really not that much going on. Like, the news that we have for these quote-unquote, two combined episodes are not, is just pretty much the normal amount that I would have in another episode. Maybe, maybe on a good week, you know, where we have some things going on, but, like, in the Pokemon, the Pokemon community and the Pokemon news area right now is, is pretty dry. Um, really nothing much is coming out. Uh, soon. I mean, we do have The Crown Tundra coming out in a couple of weeks, I think, or maybe a couple of months at most, uh, so that is something to look forward to. Who knows? Maybe next next episode will be about The Crown Tundra. I doubt it. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but for now, all I can really talk—all I can really say is I'm sorry that I wasn't able to get an episode out last time, uh, but I hope you can understand where I'm coming from. I, I would rather— not release an episode that w- that is completely half done and not passionate like every other episode is. Uh, so this episode is, you know, like I say every time I do this, it's a little bit of an apology, but it's not really anything worth apologizing about. Um, I just feel like I need to make it up to people. Even then, I mean, this episode is not going to contain some, anything special. It's just going to be a pretty normal episode, but hopefully you can understand where I'm coming from and, you know, forgive me. <laughs> Anyway, let's get on to the episode. It has been one long month uh, since last episode, so I am ready to get back into things. I've had some time to get used to college. I've had some time to, uh, you know, hunker down, really think about Pokemon. Honestly, like, uh, you know, th- don't do not worry, do not fret, young one. This is not a, uh, this is not a the beginning of a reclining uh, or a descending interest in Pokemon on my part. Uh, but honestly, I have not really been super into Pokemon recently, and I know that's crazy to think about. At least it's crazy for me to think about. Um, it's, Pokemon is like my favorite thing of all time, uh, but, you know, it, it's not that I'm not into it. It's just that, you know, I haven't really had a lot of time to play it. I've had my interest into other things, other creative projects, um, other games like Team Fortress 2. Among Us, Fall Guys, all those new games that are coming out, you know, I say TF2 like it's a new game. Recently, I got back into TF2, uh, so that's been taking up a lot of my time. Among Us and Fall Guys has been taking up so much of my time recently. So, so fun games, uh, and also spending time with my friends, playing D&D, playing tabletop games uh, at college has been has been taking up a lot of my time, and I haven't really had that much time to think about or really play Pokémon. Um, not that Pokemon is never, you know, in my main interest group. Sometimes I my interests just sort of go away from them. Uh, and, you know, hopefully you can understand that. That's just kind of the way that I do things um, when it comes to interests. You know, my interests ebb and flow. Sometimes I'll be really, really hyper-focused on Pokemon. And honestly, that's how I was during the summer. And I think you can see that in my, in my episodes. And then slowly as the college year started, I've started to sort of, uh, just go down in interest, uh, in Pokemon, and like I said, I haven't had a lot of time to play, so, uh, you know, like I said, do not fret, this is not a declining interest in Pokemon that will eventually lead to the demise of this podcast, it is just a, a, a low spot in my availability and interest to play and super hyper focus on Pokemon, like I usually do, uh, but knowing me and my interests, that will probably go back up sometime in the future. Uh, But until then, I hope you enjoy the episode, and we do have some news to talk about. Uh, Nothing super insane. Like I said, there really has not been that much stuff to talk about. To, to talk about recently, uh, mostly just tiny updates to Pokémon Masters, Pokémon Go, uh, Pokémon Café Mix, things like that. There are a few interesting things that we will touch on in the uh, in a little bit here, but I want to go through sort of the the mundane things. Uh, for example, in Café Mix, Torterra is coming. Oh my God! There's that throat thing I was talking about. Uh, my allergies are making my immune system go insane, and thus my nose is stiffly. Stiffly? I don't know if that's the right word. I'm combining sniffly and stuffy. My nose is stuffy and my throat is scratchy. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I feel like I sound a lot different today. Uh, I hope I'm not getting sick, but I'm almost 100% certain that it is just the the cat that I was just around for like 8 to 10 hours. I'm not really sure how long I was there for. Um, But Torterra is coming to Pokemon Cafe Mix, as well as... Team events, as far as I can tell. I haven't really had a lot of time to play Pokemon Cafe Mix. I played a little bit of it when it first came out, but I haven't really had the motivation or uh, time to play it. But um, there is a Snorlax team event, and it adds Snorlax into the game. Players must join teams of up to 30 people to complete orders and try to make Snorlax happy so it can be friended with various rewards along the way. Alongside this, a special bundle to purchase Snorlax, Maniac, Pikachu, as well as various items and golden acorns—I think it's supposed to say acorns—is now available. This runs until October eighth, twenty twenty. I didn't know there was team team events in uh, in uh, Cafe Mix. That's very interesting. As well as that Snorlax and Torterra update, there's also a new. Uh, sort of just multi-purpose update coming to, or that is already here in Pokemon Cafe Mix. Um, it has added 50 new regular order stages and 25 new master order stages, as well as various new Pokemon gimmicks and offering and offerings, including Plusle and Minin. I'm not going to go through all of the changes, but just know that Pokemon Cafe Mix has gotten a pretty big update, it's, so it seems, judging by... Uh, the thing, ju- judging by the, I'm looking through the list right now, there's quite a lot here. So if you are into Pokemon Cafe Mix and maybe have not had time to play it very recently, who knows? Maybe this update will be for you. Going away from Pokemon Cafe Mix and going into the beef of today's news, as always, <laughs> uh, Pokemon Go. First of all, there are some new things, uh, in terms of the Mega Evolution that's been, that's been going on. Uh, Mega Pidgeot is in the game. That's pretty much uh, that's pretty much it. You know, you can find you can battle Mega Pidgeot just like any other Mega Pokemon, and you can Mega Evolve Pidgeot. Uh speaking of Mega Pokemon, there is a Halloween research coming pretty soon, apparently. Um there's there's some timed research like going on until September twenty-eighth, which is actually today. Um I'm recording this episode a little bit earlier than usual. But Uh, If the players complete the timed research on time, hopefully you have, then they'll be able to get some research during Halloween to get Mega Gengar. So it seems like they're slowly adding uh, new Pokemon into the game, new Mega Pokemon, sorry, into the game, Uh, and next up is going to be Mega Gengar during Halloween, which is very fitting. And last but certainly not least... Uh, there is there was a community day that happened September 20th, almost a two, uh, almost a, a little bit more than a week ago for Porygon. Uh, I did actually get to participate in this uh, in this community day. I hung out with friends. Um, on that day, and I was able to play a little bit of it just on my own free time uh, when I was walking around to and from places around campus. Uh, I didn't manage to get a shiny. Unfortunately, I don't even think I managed to get enough uh, to evolve Porygon, which sucks. Um, I haven't really checked, but I did manage. To, uh, but I did manage to participate finally. Um, but like I said, I didn't get a shiny. Didn't really get anything special. But hey, I got a lot of Porygon, and I do like Porygon. It feels good after so long being, you know, being like, "Oh, I didn't get to participate because I live in the middle of of nowhere." <laughs> I'm finally able to slowly sort of uh, go go my way back into these community days and actually be able to talk about them and my experiences with them. Uh, albeit just being, you know, I I got to participate. That's enough for me. That makes me happy. And uh, I hope that you have some good luck with that. Finally, we have three more things, or, uh, sorry, four more things of, of a little bit more excitement, uh, coming up soon. First of all, the US, normally US exclusive, which I didn't know about, uh, Funko Pops for the Pikachu and Bulbasaur are coming to Europe. I can give you the exact locations if I can find the Serebii post. Let's see, it was pretty, it was pretty, it was a long time ago, or like earlier this month, so here we go. Uh, it has been confirmed that the previously US-exclusive Funko Pop figures are being released released in the UK and Europe next month. They'll be available in certain stores. Uh, I'm not going to go through all these because there's actually quite a lot, so if you, um... If you are into this and you and you live in any of those countries, you, or if you live in the UK or Europe uh, and you're interested in getting your hands on these uh, Pikachu and Bulbasaur Funko Pops, then I would recommend going to Seraby.net, where I get most of my information from, and checking out the uh, the post here for what stores and uh, what stores you can get them and where. Uh, next. In something that I did not expect, but I am glad to see that Pokemon is maybe expanding their horizons little by little as time goes on, Uh, if I can find the post. There is the very first uh, opening from the Japanese, the the most, the the Pokemon anime, uh, the Japanese version of the Pokemon anime uh, is now DLC in Taiko no Tatsujin Drum and Fun. Which is that like drum rhythm game uh, that you can get? It is two star, four star, five star, and seven star on each respectively diff- on each respective difficulty. There's currently no details on international release, but will be expected a few weeks later. So it looks like it's just in Japan, um, but. If you play this game and you like Pokemon then boy howdy do I have news for you you can play uh, the opening from the the it says the first opening theme to the current Japanese Pokemon anime uh, is to be released as DLC Oh it's, it's available in Europe never mind it's not uh, just Japan it's uh, J- Japan it's actually in Europe so if you are a European and you happen to play uh, the Taiko drum games and you um and you like Pokemon, then like I said, boy, howdy, do I have some news for you? What a special occasion. <laughs> but it, it's good to see Pokemon reaching out and, you know, adding their content to some other games. Maybe maybe we'll get a Pokemon song in, like, Just Dance or something, if that's if that hasn't happened already. And finally, before we get into the larger uh, news thing that I'd like to talk about today that uh, may, be in, may be accompanied by some bad news... Uh, I am letting you know that the next twelve episodes, technically the "quote unquote" second season of uh, Pokemon Journeys, is now available on Netflix in the U.S. And that also reminds me that I should definitely watch that series. <laughs> I think I mentioned it a few episodes ago that I that I showed interest in watching this series, so I could talk about it on the podcast. Because honestly, uh, I think I need to step away or step yeah, I, out of my comfort zone, and maybe watch a few episodes of this anime and see if I like it, because I actually haven't yet. Uh, I've, I've, you know, I've talked about my distaste for the, the recent anime in the past, but who knows? Maybe I'll like this one. Um, I don't really have any, like, set dates on when that'll happen, but maybe in my free time, if I remember, or if I feel like it, I'll, I'll watch this anime and talk about it on the podcast. And finally, some bad news. Well, okay, good news for everybody, accompanied by bad news for listeners of this podcast, um, there is a Sword and Shield Crown Tundra information, uh, being released tomorrow, September 29th, via a YouTube stream, uh, and unfortunately, as much as I would have loved to delay this episode until tomorrow, I am actually recording, um, an episode for my other podcast, which by the time of this recording has not been released yet, so keep that a secret. Uh, so, unfortunately, I uh, I don't have time to record an episode of EvoCast tomorrow. Also, because I'm going to be littered with with school uh, and classes tomorrow, and like you know, won't really have a lot of time to to meander around. Uh, and I really just wanted to be safe and record the episode today, so I wouldn't have to worry about it tomorrow, uh, but unfortunately, you will probably have to wait until next episode, uh, for me to, to hear my opinions about this, if it's, like, huge, I mean, if it's just, like, uh, you know, some story bits, or, like, some new, or, like, some Pokemon being revealed, that, like, you know, Pokemon that were in earlier generations being brought back in the Crown Tundra, uh, it's not going to be super exciting, it will be exciting, but nothing, nothing too sore to, like, not be able to talk about in this podcast, but if it's, like, new Pokemon, new, you know, huge, huge, huge stuff, I'm going to be pretty salty if I can't talk about it, and I suppose if you're listening to this episode right now, uh, it's already come out and you know how insanely awesome this, this update video was or how mildly normal it was. Um, don't say anything. Don't spoil it for, for past Lily. Keep your secrets to yourself, and I will enjoy the update tomorrow at 13 o'clock UTC. That's what, like 1 o'clock UTC? What is that in my time? I might actually be in class that time. That's not going to be fun for me. Let's see. UTC to EST. I am in EST. Wow, I did not type that correctly. Oh, 9 p.m. Oh, I did, right, I did, I did 1 o'clock p.m. Oh, it's gonna be really early in the morning, huh? Hold on. 9 a.m.? I guess I could have, I, you know, I guess I could have put two and two together that 1am was 9pm, that 1pm would be 9am respectively. 9am tomorrow, I will, that is like the beginning of my class, so unfortunately I'm not going to be able to watch it until like after, uh, after I get out of class at like 3 o'clock tomorrow. So, uh, well, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. Who, care, who cares when I'm going to watch it, right? All you know if you're listening to this episode, you know what's you know what's on it. You know what happened. Uh, and unfortunately, you're going to have to wait for my opinions until next episode, I'm sorry to say. But nevertheless, I am very excited to know what is in store for The Crown Tundra. Maybe we'll get a release date. I know, like I was saying, oh, who knows when it'll release? Maybe a few weeks, maybe a few months. Well, if you're listening to this, you probably already know. So, that is very exciting. I'm I'm super looking forward to being able to watch that tomorrow, and like I said, I hope it's something big. All right. Uh, twenty minutes in the episode, be done with the news. That's not too shabby if I do say so myself. You know, I'm realizing now that you know I sort of predated this this episode with, oh, this is, like, the big, you know, two-episode combined. Like, like you know, last time I did an, a two-episode combined, I think it was, like, two hours long, but that was just because I had, I you know, I had content to talk about one time, and then I had to sort of stretch them together into one, but this episode probably isn't going to be much longer than uh, normal episodes, just because combined, the two weeks, you know, information sort of just go into one, so... I'm not really expecting this episode to be too long. And with that, uh, let's move on to everybody's favorite segment, where we talk about a random Pokemon every episode. And today, the Pokemon on the chopping block is probably something that some people might be able to guess. Number 54. That's Gen 1. That's one of the you know, that's one of the, that's the original 151. Can you guess what number 54 is? I'll give you a second. It's Psyduck, the duck Pokemon. Uh, you know, you know, you love him. You know him. Psyduck is the, you know, from the anime, haha, funny headache Pokemon. Uh, but you know, Psyduck, Psyduck has some good charm. I really enjoy Psyduck as a Pokemon. Um, he's got a, he's got a good character, a good place in the anime or in the original anime. Uh, honestly enough to make him a memorable Pokemon, despite not really being one, that I think would be. Uh, I think that the anime really sort of, uh, you know, put in stone this Pokemon as being lovable by by many people. I've had a lot of people say that they really like Psyduck, and honestly, if it was just a duck, I don't like. If it was just if it was just this, I don't know if people would like it nearly as much. Anyway, Psyduck is a Water type Pokemon introduced in Generation One. Uh, it is number 54, like I said, the Duck Pokemon, and it evolves into Golduck starting at level 33. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, Golduck, uh, Psyduck, I almost said Golduck, and you know what? I'm not, I don't really think that I'm too much to blame on that, because it, has it ever bothered you that Psyduck is a water type Pokemon, and Golduck I mean, Golduck is also a water-type Pokemon, but Golduck is, like, known for being able to learn psychic-type moves, right? That's, like, its whole thing. It's, like, it's also sort of a psychic Pokemon, which, honestly, it probably should be a psychic water. Um, And Golduck's name is Golduck, and it's not gold like Psyduck is? I mean, who knows? Like, there's a lot of theories out there that the two names got switched, but... Knowing Pokemon's weird way of naming things, I'm not really surprised. I I don't think that, um... I don't necessarily... It was probably given thought, but I don't think that it's too much of a a resemblance that it was like, oh, they they were definitely going to name the Pokemon Golduck and Psyduck Reverse, but they messed up during the game development, so that's just how it is now. I mean, if they really messed that up, I'm sure they would have fixed it. But, you know, it's sort of been a... Common debate as old as the original Pokemon game. So, if we're talking about Psyduck, I had to mention it. Other than that, I mean, its abilities are Damp or Cloud Nine, Swift Swim is a hidden ability, 50 uh, 50 male ratio, male female ratio, sorry, 2 foot 7 or 0.8 meters, 43.2 pounds or 19.6 kilograms. Uh, other than those things, there's not really much interest about it, you know, I mean, like I said, it was, it was very popular in the anime, and probably the reason, b- uh, behind its fame, I suppose the, uh, I suppose the only really other big, uh, appearance it has when it was in Detective Pikachu, which even then, it had sort of a supportive kind of comedy relief role, which is almost, I mean, you know, Psyduck has always been more of a, a, uh, a comic relief Pokemon, which, I mean, I think it fits the bill. No pun intended there. Uh, I think that Psyduck is, if anything, or if there if there was a comic relief Pokémon to be had, I think that Psyduck fits that pretty well. Uh, other than that, I suppose we can do uh, some Pokédex entries, and then, you know, it's before Gen 3, we can do the good old-fashioned Mystery Dungeon dialogue lines. Let's see. Let's look at some... Uh, Let's look at some some Pokedex entries. I am expecting a lot of things about Headaches. While lulling its enemies with its vacant look, this wily Pokemon will use psychokinetic powers. See, why is it a psychic... Why is it used psychic if it's not psychic type? Why wouldn't they make Golduck and Psyduck psychic type? It's literally Psyduck. You know? Why would they not make it psychic type? Anyway always tormented by headaches, it uses psychic powers, but it is not known if it intends to do so. I guess that's why. It doesn't really mean to. Appears unaware and totally vacant. However, if its chronic headache worsens, it starts exhibiting peculiar powers. It has mystical powers, but doesn't recall using them. That's why it always looks puzzled. If its chronic headaches peaks if it if its chronic headache peaks, it may exhibit odd powers. It seems to be unable to recall such an episode. Hmm. So, I mean, these are all pretty the same. Overwhelmed by enigmatic abilities, it suffers a constant headache. It sometimes uses mysterious power. God, could you imagine always having a headache? I think that would be horrible. I mean, personally, I, eventually you would probably get used to it, but, like, Jesus Christ, have you ever had, like, a really bad headache? I had a headache one time recently that was, like, it was so bad, I could not sleep for, like, three hours until, like, four o'clock in the morning just because of how bad my head was pounding, and, like, you know, those are the ones that just, like, you question yourself in bed. You're like, why? Why? you know, why me, what did I do to deserve something like this? And like, that happened to me recently. And it was, oh my God, it was the worst experience I've ever had. Uh, it's sort of going off on, off of a, on a tangent here, but like, have you ever had a headache that bad? Headaches suck, man. Headaches are worse than like any like passive sort of like, you know, illness that you can have. Like, like, yeah, I feel like nauseous is bad. And like having a tummy ache is okay. It, you know, it's not, it's not too great either, but like, having a headache? That, like, like, whenever I have a headache, I lose the ability to think clearly, like, until it's gone, unless it's, like, a very, very slight headache. Like, I'm not going to be doing any critical thinking while I have a headache. I think that I'm at my stupidest when I have a headache, and it's, like, imagine being, like, Psyduck and literally having a headache all the time. I, like, no wonder they're so stupid, I guess. I mean, like, yeah, they can use psychic powers, but, like, does that really make up for it? I don't think I would do that if I was if I was uh if I was a Psyduck, I think I would rather be be dead than anything. Like good lord, I don't think I if I had the it's like, you know, those those like would you press the button memes. I think that if the if the press the button was you get psychic powers, but you live constantly with a headache. I think I would definitely not press the button, and I don't think that's necessarily a, a hot take. I think that that's something that a lot of people would agree on. You know, like psychic powers are cool and all, but headaches suck, man. <laughs> and I, I stand by my decision. I, I want to know how many people are with me on that. If you if you have if you have any opportunity to comment, you know, maybe reply to like the EvoCast tweet uh, on twitter.com slash extreme evocast, or, like, respond, like, DM me on Discord or something. Like, tell me if you would press the button. You have psychic powers, but you always have a headache for the rest of your life. It's not even like, oh, it comes back every so often. It's literally all the time. Could you imagine? That would be a life of constant agony, and I'm not into that. Anyway, going off of that horribly edgy tangent, I suppose. We got into, uh, I guess, more of a pathetic display of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team dialogue. Uh, from 51% to 100% HP, it says, ow, wow, wow, my head hurts. And that, that ow, wow wow is much uh, less exaggerated than actually is. There's a lot more ows in there. And Similarly, 26 to 50% HP. Ow, oh, wow, 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 wow. I only have half my HP left. And from one, per- one quarter HP or less, ow, oh, wow, wow. I'm close to flopping on my face. And then, obviously, this Psyduck is living in constant agony, even when it levels up. Ow, oh, wow, 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 wow. Leveled up. <laughs> like, see what I mean? This thing, it, it's living in such constant pain and agony that. Even when it's at its at its happiest, when it levels up, it still cries out in pain. This is this is a Pokemon that is living a constant hell, and I feel I feel bad for it. Uh, and now, what we're going to do with this Pokemon that's living in a constant hell is uh, rate its shiny form. And, um, you know, it's actually not. You know, I, I'm looking at it right now. It's actually pretty cool. I kind of like it. Uh, and Gold, Silver, and Crystal it was much more of like a like a lighter blue just like a straight up light blue you know like sky blue but then uh, in ruby sapphire and onward they sort of went with like a teal uh it, it's it's like a like a like a cyan like a seafoam green almost maybe in some later generations but like it's uh it's very teal it's very it's very it's much more lighter and and a little bit more green and honestly i really like it as far as I can tell, they also changed the color of its bill to be like a like a light cyan instead of like a light yellow. You know, like a beige, like, like beaks or bills normally are in a duck. And I gotta say, it looks pretty awesome. I actually really enjoy this shiny. For a Pokemon that's living in constant agony, its shiny form is pretty dope. And for that, I'm gonna give it an 8 out of 10. Finally... Uh, Before we move on to the competitive viability of Psyduck, spoiler alert, it doesn't have very much. Uh, We're going to go through the trivia. Psyduck is one of 14 Pokemon that one could collect foreign Pokedex entries for in Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Really? What was that a thing? Um... Really? I'm on the page right now. Foreign Pokédex entries are a feature introduced in Pokémon Diamond and Pearl, the first Pokémon games to officially support trading between languages. Originally limited to a select group of Pokémon, multilingual Pokédex entries are now accessible for every Pokémon in nine different languages. Apparently, Psyduck was one of them. Hmm. Interesting. Along with Ekans, Pikachu, no surprise there, Ponyta, Magikarp, Staryu, Heracross, Wobbuffet, Sneasel, Teddiursa, Wingle, Houndour, Slakoth, and Roselia. No Gen Four Pokemon. Just, uh, just Gen One and onward, and you know, or Gen Three and below. Interesting. I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, it took until me looking at the Psyduck Pokedex or trivia section on Bulbapedia to learn that. Cool. Uh, Psyduck requires the most loops with the capture styler to be captured in Pokemon Ranger, even, surpre- even surpassing Metagross. Huh? Why? Is it like, is, it, is that like a comic relief thing? Is that like, is that a joke? I, I would understand. I mean, you know, that would make sense. Junichi Masuda has revealed that Psyduck was considered for the role of Pikachu's counterpart in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee instead of Eevee. But it was ultimately not chosen due to it, deemed too similar in color to Pikachu. Could you imagine if it was Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Psyduck? I mean, Eevee just makes sense because Eevee is one of the most favorite, like, one of everyone's most favorite Pokemon. So, like... Psyduck? Like, maybe it was supposed to be in conjunction with Detective Pikachu, but, like, why Psyduck? I almost wish that that happened. Well, it also... Okay. It The the trivia right underneath it sort of supports this, where it says Psyduck is Junichi Masuda's favorite Pokemon, <laughs> which, which makes sense now that I think about it. Um... So, I mean, like, yeah, he would be considered for the role if it's his favorite Pokemon, but that's just that's just insane to me. I, I could never imagine Psyduck being a replacement, or even, like, a starter Pokemon in a Pokemon game. Even a Pokemon like Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, which, like, it had such a focus on, like, the partner Pokemon. I don't think I would feel the same way if it was a Psyduck. Oh my god! I don't even want to think about this anymore. I think I'm gonna get night. I think I'm gonna get a headache, like Psyduck. Uh, anyway, before we we end our discussion about this agonizing Pokemon, or sorry, the Pokemon in agony, not not necessarily agonizing itself, uh, let's go over its competitive viability. And like I said with a spoiler alert earlier, uh, it's not very much. Uh, Psyduck has an HP of fifty an attack of 52, a defense of 48, a special attack of 65, a special defense of 50, and a speed of 55. Uh, Psyduck is in the Little Cup format, no surprise there, and this is written by a fat Mudkip. Too slow and sporting abysmal defenses, Psyduck has very little use in Little Cup. Base 55 speed means not that even with a Choice Scarf, Psyduck is not fast enough to outspeed threats such as a Choice Scarf Snivy. Outclassed by Stardew Stardew. Been playing too much, Stardew Valley. Outclassed by Stardew in utility, speed and raw power, and limited to to two niche and near useless abilities to Cloud9 and Swift Swim, Psyduck makes for an unviable little cup Pokemon. As if this little guy didn't need any more bashing on his part. Just just par for the course. This poor duck can't win anything, can he? Uh, well, if you're really interested in using a Psyduck in Little Cup, uh, the set you should use is Hydro Pump, Psychic, Ice Beam, Hidden Power Fire, or Scald, uh, Choice Scarf is your item, Cloud Nine is your ability, which removes weather conditions, Tibbit Nature, which is plus speed and minus attack, and 240 special attack EVs with 240 speed EVs. All right, moving on to the main topic of today. I am actually very excited to talk about this topic today. Uh, If you haven't been able to tell by the title, today we are talking about Pixelmon, uh, a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a very, very long time, ever since I started this podcast, Uh, and I think that today is, you know, there's no better day than today. So if you don't know what Pixelmon is, uh, Pixelmon is a mod for Minecraft. <laughs> Bear with me, I know, it just sounds like, you know, like, oh my god, today she's talking about a Minecraft mod, but if you have ever played Minecraft, and if you have ever played Pixelmon specifically, you will know that this this mod, this game, I would argue, almost a completely different game than Minecraft and Pokemon in general, has some insane history And honestly, the fact that it is just an amazing mod. I might be a little bit biased here because, one, I've been playing both Minecraft and Pokemon for my entire life, uh, and also I've been playing Pixelmon for most of my life. I love this mod. Uh, I have, I don't even know how many hours I have clocked into it, but uh, today, maybe I can convince you to download the mod yourself. So... Like I said, Pixelmon is a mod for Minecraft, uh, and it adds Pokemon into the game. Uh, it adds, um, it it depends on what we're talking, what, what version or what, uh, what, you know, what time period we're talking about here, but the most basic form of Pixelmon essentially adds Pokemon that you can catch that you can fight with, fight against and uh you know level up, evolve, uh things like that into the open world creative sandbox game Minecraft. Um back in the day, back in 2013, good lord, uh the the Pixelmon big game development. I don't know who the original author was. I looked, I couldn't find it. I apologize uh, as much as I was really hoping that I could find the original um, the original developer of the mod pack i could not um it was i mean okay, listen it wasn't very good uh back in the day the mobs quote unquote that the that the Pokemon represented were very blocky, you know akin to minecraft mobs uh sort of look and style uh but you know translated into Pokemon and it was honestly it was not uh the greatest it was it was pretty. I mean okay at the time it was insane it was it was very very good um you know they added models they added custom sounds custom voices uh, custom items which a lot of them were just like reskinned items from the pokemon games put into minecraft as sprites because you know why would you replace them they're already sprite form um, the only real problem was just like you know turning these turning these pokemon into mobs and getting them functional and from what i remember it wasn't very good i mean it was good for the time but compared to now it was it was pretty bad um the pokemon were glitchy you know you could you could throw pokemon balls at them and and fight uh you know catch them fight them level them up evolve them but like You know, there wasn't every single Pokemon in the game, obviously. I'm pretty sure it was, like, only Generation 1. There wasn't that many items in the game. There was, like, no new ores, anything like that. It was pretty bare-bones, just sort of like, hey, look at this thing that you can do in Minecraft. Pretty cool, huh? Um, And over time, it slowly got better and better. Uh, There was a big insurgence of it on YouTube, as far as I can remember, and also just, like, me, you know, enjoying the game. Um, People updated it, the people who originally made it updated, you know, they they updated, um, the models to more so, um, resemble the 3D models of the Pokemon in the games, but not necessarily the exact models, you know, they were much more high definition, they had animations, they had better sounds, better voice acting, um, and, you know, they weren't exact copies, but they were actual 3D models instead of being composed of blocks, like, or like, you know, very, very bare-bones blocks, like, um, like Minecraft mobs tend to be, and this was the time where Pixelmon really started to get good, um, you know, they added, they added more and more Pokemon, obviously, they, I don't think, like, the original version of, of the Pixelmon mod ever had every Pokemon in the game, Uh, you know, at least up until that point, I don't think that that was ever a thing that happened, um, but, like, it was pretty good for what it was worth. You know, you could you could find trainers around the world. You could train up your Pokemon. You could fight them. You can catch them. Um, stuff like that. Maybe there was a few other, uh, you know, things that were added, um, you know, along the way. But other than that, it was pretty bare bones, pretty much. Uh, and then, in 2017, everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. No, uh, when... Pixelmon, finally, after four years of buggy mods, Pokemon suffocating in walls because their models were messed up, uh, you know, after, after so many YouTube Let's Plays and, and streams of, this, of this, this mod that looking back on it wasn't even really that good in the first place, it got removed by Nintendo surprise surprise or game freak i suppose surprise surprise uh it for copyright reasons and i'm not surprised because it got it got really popular um like i said there was a lot of people playing this game and like i sort of stopped uh towards around this time when it happened i never um i never i was never i wasn't playing when it, when it got removed, um, I sort of lost interest in it just because of how buggy it was, and, uh, and, you know, I, I said that it's not very good, but honestly, like I said, at the time, it was, it was insanely impressive. It was really cool, um, but finally it got taken down. It was, you know, it, it was a long time coming, um, and after this, Pixelmon split into two main versions, as far as I can tell. It split into Pixelmon Reforged and Pixelmon Generations. Um, And these two mods would go to Pioneer Pixelmon. I'm talking adding every Pokemon into the game. Adding new items, every single Pokeball, new Minecraft specific mechanics. You know, Pokemon would spawn in specific biomes. They would spawn at specific times of day. Um, the Pokemon in most of the most of the versions that I played and experienced by watching YouTube videos and stuff replaced all of the the models, the custom made models of the Pokemon with Pokemon the, the custom or with the Pokemon models from the main series games like X and Y. Um, sun and moon, and then eventually sword and shield, and um, they they looked personally really cool in the game, uh, and you know they had their they had all of their custom animations, they had all of their custom textures, and there was even like shiny forms for every Pokemon, and reforge and generations split off, and there's hundreds of differences between the two versions, but they all pretty much they both pretty much did the same thing, they took the Pixelmon mod that we know and love excuse me, my nose is getting uh stuffy there. It took the Pixelmon mod that we knew and loved and made it a hundred times better. Uh personally, uh, I played Generations. I played and played Pixelmon Generations. I I played a little bit of Pixelmon Reforged at some point. Uh but Generations is the main version that I played and the main version that I'm going to talk about today. Um and my experiences with it. And like Good lord, I remember playing before Generation 7 even came out in the games, you know, before Sun and Moon was even a thing, I was playing this mod pack, or this mod, and, like, it was so advanced. Pokemon, you know, Pokemon were being replaced, by the 3d model slowly and slowly getting new voices amazing updates to new items and 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 textures and it it was a beautiful game and slowly reworking the pokemon game the mechanics and the pokemon sort of formula into minecraft was no easy feat but pretty much every single mechanic every single you know math equation as far as i can tell is almost exactly the same as a normal Pokemon game, and, like, it's almost like playing a normal Pokemon game. Uh, when it comes to battling, when it comes to training up your Pokemon, you know, there's Eevees, Ivies, everything you could possibly think of in a Pokemon game, uh, Pixelmon has it, and, you know, it, it sort of went, at least for me, from being a, oh, cool mod that I'll play for, like, maybe three days and then stop, to this is actually a, like, a contender for being a full-fledged Pokemon game, and I know that's, I know that's a crazy statement, but the way that I see Pixelmon right now is, like, almost to the quality standard of an official Pokemon game. It is, like, uh, it's crazy good. It's, uh, to me, personally, it is very, very appealing to me in terms of how I play games, how I play Minecraft, how I play Pokemon, uh, and I'll get into I'll get into more of the of the specific things about me personally later. Um, but I started Pixelmon Generations on a multiplayer server, uh, and you know I. I, I built my houses, you know, I, I caught my Pokemon, I, uh, I, I used their custom economy that every Minecraft server had, uh, back in the day, uh, that even has now, and, like, um, I played so much of it, you know, I collected Pokemon, I, I, um, you know, I was there when Generation Seven was added. I was there when they were slowly updating every 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 model for the Pokemon, and it was like, oh, what new Pokemon were they going to update the the model for, uh, and the the voice and add new voices and stuff. It was it was insane. It was you know, it was, it was almost like a Pokemon game that was constantly getting updates. Um, I know that it's you know, it's not that glorified, and I'm probably looking with a little bit of nostalgia glasses, but like. It's it's crazy fun. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, you know, I had a blast with it back in the day. And I say back in the day like it wasn't less than three years ago. But, I mean, hey, you know, I had a blast with it. Uh, eventually, I streamed it. I played with friends. Um, you know, there was trainers. There was gyms. There was servers you could go on with custom trainers and custom gyms and custom, you know, rewards and items and, and all kinds of fun things that people were just adding on to. And it was my out for when I was bored of main series Pokemon games or when I was feeling like sort of a mix of Minecraft and Pokemon. It's, Pixelmon to me is a more versatile open world Pokemon game and like it it is essentially what I would love from an open world, you know, sandbox style Pokemon game. Um, Not gonna get- not gonna get into my wish list for that kind of game, that's a topic for another video, but, like, you know, I mean, like, it's exactly what you think it is. Pokémon spawn in different biomes, so you have to go exploring, you have to go, you know, put- you have to stay around for a long time, you have to do the grind in order to train, in order to find legendaries, find rare Pokémon that spawn really low chances in, like, super-specific situations and conditions, and... Like, it felt- genuinely felt like a collect them all game, like an open-world Pokemon game, you know, it was, it, it sort of removed the restrictions of a Pokemon main series title, and just plopped you into a world with all of these mechanics there for you to explore, and to use to your advantage, um, and, but the one thing that I had a problem with, with Pixelmon, at least for me, is that I could never play by myself, It was always with friends or it was on a multiplayer server. And even then it was most always preferably with friends. You know, the trainers in the games will never be like battling against an actual person or, you know, facing against custom gyms that people make on their servers or custom, custom regions, you know, custom journeys and stories that you go through, which I experience quite a bit of. And like playing alone is just never the same. It's like, it's like playing through a Pokemon game. But you only have access to the to the grass. You only have access to the cities and the trainers to talk to and sometimes occasionally battle. You know, there's no story, there's no initiative to to level up and grind, to only to to get, you know, to get your Pokemon to a higher level. That's pretty much it. You know, why else wouldn't you grind and train your Pokemon? You want to get them to a higher level, but there was no incentive to do so. And when you're playing with friends. You can take advantage of just how much fun Minecraft normally is to play with friends. You know, you can build bases with each other, you can go exploring together, you can go mining together, you can grief each other's bases, you can trade with each other, but all of this combined with the multiplayer aspect that we've never been able to get from a Pokemon game you can do all of these things in this open essentially open world pokemon game that you can or like with friends you can do it with friends you can do it in multiplayer and like it's it's so Fun, at least for me. And and the the ease of access. The, you know, there's there's even like competitive Pokemon battling. It's training up Pokemon, breeding high you know, perfect IV, perfect nature uh Pokemon in Pixelmon and finding these Pokemon, training them up the right way, uh battling them with your friends is easier than almost every single Pokemon game that I've played, because you have the entire world at your disposal. You can build whatever you want to help you with this process. You know, it's your own base. (laughs) It's your own world. You can do whatever you want, and you can train up these Pokemon in however way you want. If you want to be as efficient as you possibly can, Pixelmon lets you. It's so easy to perfect IV trainer, competitive, competitively viable Pokemon, and just, like, go to a, a gym that somebody made, and challenge them, and have fun, and, you know, oh, you didn't like that Pokemon? Go train another one, it's super easy, just like, oh, go to a savanna Biome and catch it, you know, you don't have to, um, trade between games, or, or, you know, do a, te- do the tedious EV training of, of, in, in the Pokemon games, or, you know, it's, it's like, and also like, you know, while you EV train and while you IV train or, or, uh, or, IV train, IV breed or breed for a perfect nature, you can do Minecraft stuff. You can go mining for diamonds. You can breed cows together. You know, it's like, it's so, it works so well with the Minecraft formula that I am surprised that more people don't know about this game and are experiencing the fun that i've had in this game I, i i cannot stress it enough and just talking about it right now makes me want to play more pixelmon with my friends like it's so the word that i would use is versatile there's versatility you can do things easier in the Pokemon games. Like I said, you can build things however you want. You can build a Pokemon stadium to look exactly how you want. Um, you know, it's, it's like, it's in, in creative mode even. You can create any Pokemon you want. You can't necessarily do that in a main series Pokemon game without the risk of being banned, you know? Uh, like, and like yes, there's things such as Pokemon Showdown, uh, you know, easy ways to sort of generate Pokemon and and, and do it. You don't you actually have to go through the training process. And I'm not but like I'm not even talking about just competitive Pokemon. You can ex- you can uh, experience all of the versatility that comes with an open world essentially my Pokemon game with however way that you play pokemon if you want to collect every pokemon you can do that you can build different minecraft bases in every biome and build minecart systems in between to make catching pokemon easier do you understand what i'm saying here like i said i'm fangirling a little bit yes but like if you have not if you have not experienced this mod pack and you enjoy both minecraft and pokemon consider giving it a try. it's it's so well done, it's so well put together, you know, the the Pokemon models are, are refined, they're beautiful. The mechanics even improve on certain things that that game Freak just can't get right after so many generations. you know it's it's literally a fan made, Pokemon open world sandbox game that's already expanding on an already just super fun game to play that is Minecraft, you know? And like I said, if Minecraft's not your thing, that's perfectly fine. If modded Minecraft isn't your thing, that's also perfectly fine. But I would recommend giving this a try. I mean, it's, even if you don't really like Minecraft, you don't necessarily have to play it for the Minecraft aspect. You know, uh, Imagine a Pokemon game that you play in first person, that you can run around in whatever, in a randomly generated world with randomly generated Pokemon, randomly generated trainers, you know, with friends, with, uh, you know, as many people as you want, even with random people if you want to join some random server with already built structures. You know, it, there's so much versatility to this mod and. It ha- I, I genuinely do not think that I would be as passionate as I am about Minecraft, and I don't think that I would nearly play as much Minecraft as I do if I didn't have this mod to play when, you know, when I felt like it. Anyway, <laughs> that was a long, drawn-out sort of, you know, just fangirl uh, being dumped into the waveforms of this podcast, but I hope you can admire and understand where my admir- where my admiration is coming from for this game. Because, like, this is just Puxomon Generations that I've had experience with. Uh, there's different things in, re- in Puxomon Reforged. For a while, there was totally different ways that the, like, the Ultra Beasts and the Ultra Dimensions you know, sort of happened and spawned. And there's, there's some differences between the versions with Pokemon voices and the ways that you catch and, and obtain Pokemon. It feels like different games to me, you know, different Pokemon games. They might be generally pretty the same. Uh, now I'm not really sure. Like I said, I'd never really played Reforged. I only pretty much played Generations. And if you were to, to, you know, to, um, begin playing this game, I would recommend Generations only because, uh, Generations is being updated extremely quickly. They currently actually have every single Pokemon in the game, including all of like the Galarian forms in Generation Eight, and every Pokemon that we can ca- we can get right now in Pokemon. Uh, you can get in Pixelmon. You can you can experience all of these Pokemon just by running around and waiting for some of them to spawn. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like I said before, this is, I believe, the closest that we may ever get to a genuine open world Pokemon game. And given the way that I play Pokemon, and given the way that I play games, it is perfect for what I enjoy to do in Pokemon and and in games like this. It is almost a dream that this exists in the first place for me. And like I said, I know I've been doing a lot of positive talking about this. Of course it has its problems. Of course it has its flaws as a game. But that's not the important part. <laughs> you know, it's literally it's such a simple concept. It's literally just pick pokemon in Minecraft, but it's evolved. It has such a deep history and it is it has evolved so much to the point where it rivals I believe, the main series Pokemon games in terms of content, in terms of enjoyability, in terms of replayability, and honestly, if they ever make an open-world sandbox-style Pokemon game, I think that I would directly compare it to Pixelmon, and I would hope that they would take some sort of inspiration from this simple formula of mashing two extremely popular and simple games together to make in my opinion, an even better experience. Anyway, <laughs> that was a long, drawn-out sort of just mess of a, uh, of a fangirl session, but I'm not apologizing for any of it. I, I don't take it back. I mean, I, I genuinely feel this way about, about Pixelmon, and like I said before, if you are interested at all I would 100% recommend giving it a try. I hope you enjoyed listening to me um, talk up this game that I think deserves even more than I did. Um, But before you go, we have one more thing to talk about today. Everybody's favorite segment, of course, where we talk about a random move every episode. Move Tutor. And today's move on the chopping block is number five hundred and three. Not that I think anyone is going to be able to guess this move. It is Scald. Scald is a damage-dealing Water-type move introduced in Generation Five. It was TM fifty-five from Generation Five until, has <laughs> a lot of fives in there, until Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, where it was TM twenty-nine. And it is also TR eighty-four in Generation Eight. Uh, Scald is a water-type move. In Japanese, it's just called Boiling Water, which I think is really funny. Uh, it is a special move. It has a PP of 15, a power of 80, and an accuracy of 100%. In Generation 5, Scald inflicts damage and has a 30% chance of burning the target. Upon execution, Scald will thaw, thaw the user if frozen, even if the move fails to hit the target. And in Generation 6 and onward, Skull also now thaws a frozen target on hit. Uh, in Black, White, and Black 2 and White 2, it says the user shoots boiling hot water for at its target. It may also leave the target with a burn, and uh, every other game after it is almost identical. I can't even tell the difference <laughs> than, uh, between, the de- the, between the two definitions. Um, Skull does a really interesting move. Uh, let's see if there's any trivia before I move on. Prior to the release of Pokemon X and Y, a banner at the Summer 2003 13 World Hobby Fair showed Lapras using Scald, but Lapras ultimately cannot learn Scald in the final release of the game. Interesting. So Scald is a really interesting move because I'm pretty sure it's like the only, like it it is a absolute staple of competitive Pokemon, which is why we we love <laughs> Scald from the, the deepest recesses of our heart uh, if you play any competitive Pokemon, and also maybe hate it from every deep recess of your heart, um, because it is a spammable stab water type move that also has a very high chance of burning, and burning in competitive Pokemon, and just in Pokemon in general, is very strong, because it cuts the attack of a Pokemon in half, so, like, Scald is a very, very good move, one of the best, if I had to say so myself, in my personal opinion, uh, so, you know, it's nothing super special, it's just a power 80 water type move that has a 30% 30 chance of burning, but, like, just that alone is insanely powerful and, you know, way more than, than anyone would have expected when they made this move. And uh, like I said, has become an absolute staple of the competitive Pokemon metagame um, to the point where like having a water type Pokemon, if, it is, if, it, if it's a special attacker and it can learn Scald. It's almost for sure that you will put Scald on that Pokémon, unless there's like a huge exception that I'm missing. But as far as I can tell from using many Water-type Pokémon in the past, Scald is just a great move. Anyway, uh, with Scald out of the way, that is all I have to talk about for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this uh, pseudo-double episode. It really wasn't even a double episode but nonetheless, I, I I pretty I sort of have to call it that to, to keep my organization and my my episode planning, uh, and just in terms of the numbers uh, stable for my for my own sake of sanity, uh, and maybe for everybody else's. But this was episode forty and episode forty one, sort of combined into one. Like I said, it's it's been a slow couple of months for Pokemon ever since Isle of Armor came out. Uh, not too much really to discuss. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, you will know when The Crown Tundra will be released, and um, after I release the episode, I will too, and maybe next episode I'll even have a chance to talk about it if it comes out before then. So, uh, until then, I hope you've enjoyed listening to today's episode. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I thank you so much for listening. Bye!